0: Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. Welcome to Weekly Jump, presented
1: as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. This is our weekly episode reviewing first impressions of newer anime and manga titles. Let's jump in.
0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to <laughs> the first normal episode of <laughs> Weekly Jump in what 2021. For what for normal yeah we are uh we are a little bit punch drunk today i don't know why um but uh blake is giggling way too much and uh, that means it's time for a new episode um, a new year so, <laughs> new, year, new us. Uh-huh. um anyways uh so with all that being said uh uh, I'm not giving you the keyword at the very beginning of this episode, so listen into it a little bit and you'll figure out what's going on.
1: But we're giving away something fun. So Anyways, many giveaways, um, you guys. He had so much <laughs> shit to give away that he spent like two minutes before we started recording talking to himself about what thing he was gonna give away this week. So <laughs> apply. <laughs> yeah it is free to enter Uh, we don't even have a mailing list like we don't even have a newsletter that we send out for ourselves we're not selling your shit to anybody this is totally free (laughs)
0: yeah yeah it's mostly just to be like hey we like you for listening and tell a friend Um, anyways, uh, so I am covering for my screen time this week, the promise Neverland and Blake put down second season. And here's the thing about the second season of promise Neverland. I haven't watched it yet. (laughs) And the reason why is because
1: if we haven't covered promise Neverland season one on the Monday pods, that's fine.
0: Yeah. And that's the whole thing that I was about to say I have, is that
1: we haven't, I have we haven't secretly covered... removed the words second season from shows I haven't watched the first season of before. So you're fine. <laughs> Yeah,
0: and that's what I was about to say. Is that I haven't, I, I haven't completely, uh, completely gotten come down from the end of season one enough to pick up season two. I'm out, not even a hundred percent sure season two is out yet. I'm, I'm sure it is if you put that down, but I haven't started watching it
1: yet. Yeah, um, no, I looked at it on the list just today because I made this list like weeks ago. Mm. <laughs> and, I was like, is that out? Yeah. I'm Googling it right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. But what I did do was I watched all the way through the first season of Promise Neverland. And let me tell you guys number one, it's good. Number two, it is a show that will hit you in certain weird heartstrings that you didn't expect it to hit you in. Um, and it keeps on hitting you and it does not pull its punches. Uh, this show is brutal. Um, it is. Is a uh, story through the eyes of our main characters that are young children inside of a world that seems like it's a sleepaway uh, it's like a sleepaway boarding school for kids and uh, you can't tell you're like, maybe they're orphans, maybe it's a sleepaway camp, maybe it's something else, um, but their, their caretakers seem to care a lot about them um, and they they're a little bit strict but they're allowed to live their lives they're um they seem to be gifted kids so you're thinking oh maybe it's maybe they're going to this school because they're gifted kids and they're really smart and so we're going to be watching as they they grow up and they become you know great scholars um that is not where this show goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, this show, instead, uh, I, I if you want to watch *Promise Neverland* and you want to go into it and you do not want to be surprised, skip ahead until Blake's next thing. Yeah, it's worth. I am
1: about to give it's you worth a watching spoiler. sight unseen. But you're not. I mean, you're just going to spoil the premise. You're not going to spoil. Yeah, like it's a major reveal as far as like what the show about and what happens in episode one, but not like. What happens later so you, you'll be fine if yeah. you haven't watched it and you're okay knowing the premise but it's good enough that you don't need to know the premise to watch it if you're if you're hooked enough go good just go
0: yeah, so get get out of here. I would recommend if you if you haven't seen this yet and you really want to be surprised, you should watch episode one. It's not super long; it's like twenty two minutes. Um, and then you can come back and you can hear me discuss how my mouth fell open when I watched for the first time these children getting uh, getting to find out that they are child cattle that are going to be eaten by the monsters that run the world that they are on. Um, And uh, it is horrifying when you find it out. And you're just like, oh god. And it puts everything that happens inside of the first episode under a new lens. So when I watched it the first episode again, I was just like, oh man, like... Oh man, the the little nuances that you miss inside of the first episode if you if you're just watching it with like fresh eyes and you think it's just a slice of life anime is <laughs> just like it's just going to completely wreck you. Um one of my favorite things about it is uh the people that that broke down um what they felt about it when they saw the the art cover uh for the anime and they picked it up because they thought it was going to be a Fun kids' anime oh, and no. started watching it with their kids. Oh no! There's, <laughs> there are so many reviews online about people watching this, and they got to that part and they were like, oh god, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. I was just like, yeah, it yeah, goes maybe.
1: very hard into horror very suddenly. And if you yeah. are a parent unsuspecting, you've got like 10 seconds to turn it off maximum before your children are scarred for a long time
0: yeah and here's the thing too about promised neverland not only is it very well animated for an anime that uh i i i don't know i i don't know if i i really paid attention to this uh this this uh this series that put them out it's it sounds like cloverworks um was the name of the series and if you're wondering hey cloverworks what have they done before Do you mean The studio and, yeah cloverworks is the studio okay um and uh they did they did darling and the franks so you or at least some some of the work they worked on for darling and the franks or i guess maybe maybe clover works is uh oh god a1 pictures rebranded as clover works so oh. i mean they're all they're all shaking around but a1 pictures we know about so A1 Pictures has been around for a, a long time. They did, you know, Blue Exorcist. They did, uh, you would sort on online. They did Fairy Tale, um, and then it sounds like Cloverworks a is list. like an offshoot. Um, yeah, um, but uh, I, I really, I really. Do think that this is one of those shows that is so surprising and just so interesting that you should um, watch the full first season. And it is a thriller that will make you not want to put it down, kind of oh, like yeah. a really a really good th- thriller book. Because every single episode that is in the show has a a really good and compelling um not cliffhanger always but they leave you with a very compelling moment that makes you like i have to watch the next episode and so if if you're one of those people that maybe watch something like the haunting of bly manor or uh likes to watch you know dark dark shows about kids being like I don't know why you'd want want to watch dark shows about kids being attacked. I say that, and then I'm like, "That's what the show is." I was just um, listening
1: to the uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood episode from uh, anime out of context. Our uh, fr- friend of the show, sis, you know, unofficial sister pod or whatever. I don't know if they would endorse that, but they were on. They were on with us one time, and they were ta- they were like making jokes about how remington has a weird proclivity for stories with like dark storylines about children not because he hates children or anything but it's just like a a sort of coincidence that they comedically commented on so there are people is what i'm saying (laughs) but anyways it's uh it's very
0: interesting it's a it's a really really dark interesting show um i definitely think you should pick it up and with that being said what did you watch this week blake
1: I watched Golden Kamui. Kamui. K- Kam. Kamui. Okay. Uh, Golden thing. Uh, Move ahead. <laughs> it is. It's an anime I've had my eyes on for a while. It, along with Promise Neverland. Uh, there's one that I haven't watched yet that's escaping me right now. Um, this, there's a couple shows that came out kind of all at the same relative period of time, just a handful of years ago when I really started using Crunchyroll a lot. And uh, they would, you know, I was using the the free version where you have to watch ads and almost every ad is for one of the shows on Crunchyroll. And they, they were really pushing Golden Gumbly a lot. And I was like, Hey, that looks really interesting. And uh, it's, it, it's okay. I watched the first episode and I have really mixed thoughts about it because I, partly because I was so excited for it there, I think there's a a very small, not hugely significant, but still worth noting aspect of me having built this up in my mind. and then it wasn't what I was expecting. So I was I was a little disappointed to find that the reality didn't match my expectations. I suspect that the continuance of the show would match my expectations more. Um, but again, i only I only watched the first episode. So Golden Kamui, there's this guy, they're fighting in a war. It, it's, I, I think it is a uh, historical fiction and maybe like a little bit of magical historical fiction. Um, but it seems to be set in a relatively grounded historical period in Japan in which there was a war going on recently. And we're it, it opens up showing us our main character who kind of goes in a berserker rage and manages not to get killed uh through what I believe to be happenstance, although again there is that little hint that maybe there's some magic going on in the world, it seemed to me like he probably just got really lucky and didn't get injured in any any mortal spots. But uh, he he garnered the reputation of being invincible, and the episode kind of shows us maybe the the progenesis of that nickname. Uh, at the beginning and then it flashes forward to a a time that seems to be in a sort of post-war reconstruction period kind of thing and not the reconstruction period in america this is in japan and uh the the guy is like telling stories with a dude that he apparently met in the woods and they're sharing a fire and some tea or alcohol or something and um the guy tells him the story of A it's it really reminded me of Gold Roger from One Piece. Like, the premise of One Piece is there was a pirate with a lot of treasure, he died and left the treasure somewhere. Everybody wants to find it because it's an amount of treasure that could be world changing to the person that finds it and to the world around that person. In the same way, in this, there was a guy who had some sort of fortune, and the government wanted it and i think this fortune is a little bit more gold rushy which i believe is the golden in the name and i didn't look up what kamui means so i have been a really good podcast host today so uh the it, there's there's an aspect of the gold rush here and the guy it was discovered by the state that he knew where this was and he was locked up and then he tattooed other prisoners with tattoos and there's like 13 prisoners and if you put them all together you have a map and then it turns out that the the guy that's the old dude in the woods that's telling him the story is like oh i've said too much and then tries to kill him and then the, the main character guy kills the the other dude instead and uh finds out or maybe, maybe defends himself and he finds the other guy dead. Because then there's a bear that's introduced in a second. So I, th- I think maybe the bear killed the dude. But either way, the, the guy ends up dead. And our main character finds out that he has a map-like tattoo on his body. And realizes that this story was probably true. And that this guy was one of the map men. And that he can find the other ones. He can find this great treasure. Then there's a bear. And he has to fight a bear in the woods and uh a uh seems like the kind of thing that if it were an american story it would be a native american character and kind of a culturally insensitive one at that since i don't know japanese history as much i can't comment on how icky this felt but as an american it felt a little icky just because of our own cultural baggage around portraying native americans in media so with that said, I don't know that this is the same thing, but I did feel a little uncomfortable watching it. This native girl shows up and helps him fight the bear, and they take the bear down, and then they kind of propose to each other that they will be partners in this gold quest, because for her, there is some sort of like mystical significance to the the whole thing that went down with the bear and for him he could get rich. So it looks like they're going to go on a a quest through a sort of war torn. And this is this is relatively recent. This seems like World War 1ish era. So like guns but not super advanced guns and you know probably not tanks and stuff rolling around a lot but like um it seems like it's going to be a really interesting adventure in a sort of historical fiction era that is intriguing and that it's not a lot not what we see a lot and i like those things things i didn't like it was a little darker than i was expecting and like just kind of a little bleak and a little dour i think which is really common these days but i'm having a hard time stomaching more and more so i struggled with that a little bit uh also the bear looks terrible (laughs) the animation is fine but the bear is this like cg monstrosity in the, they do something with the texture so that it doesn't look like you know somebody popped a character from an N sixty four game in there, but it's not quite like cell shaded. It just, it does not integrate into the world around it very well, and it just looks awkward. Um, so I, d- I didn't like that, but uh, I will say my, my reaction was fairly tepid to this, but I do, I do find myself wanting to know what happens. So I think. I was a little underwhelmed with its presentation. I was definitely influenced by thinking I was going to really like this a lot and finding it different than I expected. But I I still think it's worth a watch if it sounds like a sort of gritty historical fiction, like action drama adventure is up your alley.
0: Mm. Well, that sounds very interesting. And you know what else is interesting, Blake? Um our giveaway this week. Hey everybody. Oh. Our giveaway for the week is a uh assassination classroom magnetic dry erase board and magnets kit. Um it's really cool. Um That's it's amazing. like a dark black background uh with a a white dry erase marker and eraser on it. Ooh. And uh you can either have uh your your uh your your favorite uh Kuro Sensei's face be his smiling face or uh three of the other different faces that you can have. Oh, One comes is with angry. different
1: faces
0: Oh yeah. It's got the it's got the uh yes oh, and God. no face. It's also got his like anger green yellow face. Um so it's fantastic. Oh, um so that you that can replace his Thank face you depending on how your mood is um this is probably great for people that want to put this on the outside of your door um and be like don't come in and put that face on or you can like um, if you're in college uh
1: and in post-pandemic times you need like a sock on the door type situation you can just use Kuro Sensor's face instead yeah, yeah. So
0: it sounds great. It's a it's a super super fun little thing. Um, and if you want and you're interested in that, send us the keyword uh, "Kurosensei murdered my board." Um, <laughs> Kurosensei murdered my board. Um, and with here's, all that being said, here's a story we have... before
1: we go on. Yeah. When, so... so I was when I was in college and in the dorms, uh, rooming with Danielle, I. Uh, I uh, we had a a keyword if we needed the room to ourselves for gentlemen callers we would text each other. There's a oh, oh there's a peacock in the hen house. I think it was, and then when we when it was the coast was clear we would text the eagle has landed. <laughs> and I just I love that. I, I keep that dear to my heart to this day.
0: Yeah, well. Anyways, um, we also have a different, uh, different, completely different thing to talk about real quick, which is our, uh, tag team for this week, um, brought to you by one of our, uh, friends on discord, um, who, uh, openly told us that we're idiots because we didn't watch, not, we didn't say we're idiots, but we know we're idiots and we understand that that's what happened. Yeah. He Um, may or may not have
1: meant that, but we know that that's true
0: yeah um and so what we watched was the noblesse a No <laughs> noblesse um, no bless. N- there's no blessings here um, Anyways,
1: zone so okay yeah. here's the story if you're if you're if this isn't your first episode of ours uh on i think our most recent monday episode not the re-releases that we've done but the most recent new one we covered noblesse and we uh did we cover it together or was it just me Either way, no, 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 I no, it was just you. I, I was completely perplexed by it. I watched it. I thought it was going to be a cool thing. And then I was like, "What? Well, none of this makes sense. It feels like I missed an episode. And then Wonderlump on our Discord was like, you kind of did, because initially there was an OVA that came out that was basically, you know, as OVAs often are, they're kind of standalone episodes. This OVA was more or less an introduction to the world of Noblesse. And then when they made the series, they did not retell the story or reanimate any of it. They just kind of assumed that people knew about and had watched the OVA and picked up where they left off, but they did not, like on Crunchyroll, it's not clear that there is an OVA. When you look for Noblesse, the show comes up first. I don't remember seeing an OVA when I looked for it. And there's no, there's just no notes in in Crunchyroll's player. So if you if you don't know this outside of the player, and you're just like, I have heard of Noblesse. I would like to check it out. You will be just as confused as me and wonder Lump at us straight. Thank you, Wonder Lump. And so we watched the OVA, and now we kind of understand what was going on
0: yeah so uh the ova tells us the story about how um there are uh a ruling class of what seem to be vampires um and their uh lower friends uh and by lower friends i mean they're basically thralls but the they're more powerful than thralls um and so they're like yeah, but there's like the ruling class, and then there's the like the lower class, but still yeah, has the, superpowers. the vampires and
1: the jampires. The vampires are in charge. Yeah. The jampires are here to jam. Okay.
0: Anyways, um, and so <laughs> what we we find out inside of this first uh, OVA is that um, there's a lot of weird things happening inside of this world. Uh, first and foremost, they're going to be pulling up our uh, our. what seems like he's going to probably be the mainest of main characters. Um, He's a, he's a fish out of water and he's too powerful to deal with anybody's crap. Um, And uh, he is going to go into high school. um, And uh, he, the person that is presiding over this high school um, has the ominous last name of Frankenstein. (laughs) Yeah. And it also
1: turns out to be his, like his, his, empire who i guess has been waiting for him to resurrect but not doing anything about it i was like yeah what's your relationship like you're so happy to see him here and you're like i always knew you would return and i would serve you again and i was like you know most of these stories the guy who says that is the guy who resurrected him because it's been his whole damn life's work and this dude's just yeah. the principal of a high school in japan
0: <laughs> yeah the only thing that i can think is that he is completely completely a feel pure fealty to this guy and does whatever he says so he must have been just like give me a while to sleep and don't wake me up under any circumstances and he was like okay let me sleep like, in
1: i am not a morning person <laughs>
0: And then he slept for, like, thousands of years. Um, And so, uh, yeah, always, like, every morning, I'm like, give me five more minutes, and then I'm like, give me 50,000 years. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But anyways, so what's going to happen inside of this show, though, uh, or the OVA, is that there's going to be some wicked, kind of crazy cool battles. Um, They... They are almost exclusively all curb stomps, um, yeah. so if you're looking for um, like a good, well-balanced fight thing, it's not really going to be for you. Instead, what it really, really watched for me as was an introduction to the super powerful things that this main character can do, which is reminded me of something like you know a one punch man where you're introduced to just how insanely powerful the main character is yeah it's you really know, like-
1: it's a really common format for uh anime or really any show that's going to include fighting is if you're if you're introducing your characters in the first episode you are probably going to have a fight that does not challenge them and simply allows them to sort of display the basic ideas of what you can expect from them going forward But uh, it's not, you know, it's not meant to be a fight that they're really struggling to get through because the point isn't the drama of the fight because we don't know enough about them yet to feel that drama. The point is to show us the information we need to feel the drama in the fights in the future.
0: Yeah. And I felt, I felt like I understood the show after watching this and yeah. enough to be like, okay, I, if I watch the next thing, I feel like I would understand it more, especially from the way that you explained it. Um, and so I would recommend if you were going to watch noblesse or noblesse or however you want to pronounce it, um, you should watch this first, uh, and not be idiots like us.
1: Yeah. Um, you, you it, this is required watching. Like, it's not this is the first episode it's just separated and off in its own corner and nobody told you about it so we're telling you about it if you want to watch no bless this is episode one or episode zero if that's easier for you to to tangle with you know because i'm not telling you to skip the first episode of the actual series this god just listen just listen to me and do what i say
0: anyways let's get to my page flip for the week um and that is ayakashi triangle and it is weird and it is a gender bender uh so Mm. just be prepared guys um and so can't uh, be worse than a gravity boys right (laughs) uh, that is true and uh from the first couple of chapters of it it doesn't seem like it's going to be like that um so what happens and uh, it's kind of it's kind of a cool premise Um, so the premise is that there are these families that deal with uh, uh, rogue spirits um, and one of them is like of the ninja family class um, and they can use like um, you know they can use ninja powers like Naruto um, uh, can use ninja powders and then there's also like it seems like almost a cleric or clairvoyant uh, type of family there might be more that come up later but this is what i've seen so far um the uh the main two characters are a girl who's clairvoyant and she can see spirits um she is in the first episode uh both hanging out with a a a very interesting main character that she is uh she seems to be somewhat or either either family relations or friend relations. They're definitely friends, but they might become like a love interest later on. Um, and our, uh, another main character who is a ninja boy. Um, and, uh, she is caught, Talking to what seems like an evil spirit, um, the evil spirit doesn't seem to be too dangerous though because he's just like a a fat little white cat spirit, um, and it turns out though that this fat little white cat spirit was trying to lure her away so that he can eat her soul, um, and uh, he turns out to be like a big giant. Tiger cat creature um, spirit, and uh, our main character, the ninja, is going to have to fight against him. Um, he ends up uh, attacking him and sealing away uh, enough so that the cat's powers are taken away. But before the cat leaves, he uh, he uses his powers one last time to turn our main character, a boy, into a girl. And one mm. of the funniest things about this is that it wasn't sexualized at all instead of the first episode. Or the first or the second chapter instead the main character is just like well okay well i guess i'm gonna live like this let's move <laughs> forward <laughs> okay
1: that sounds I, I uh, like, that sounds pretty interesting actually
0: and i read that i read that and i was just like respectable <laughs> yeah Anyways, that's this manga. It's very interesting. Um it's Is not it... one of those ones that like I I don't feel myself really wanting to keep on reading. Um mostly because I was like these these tropes have been a little bit done for me and I'm not super interested in like it it leans a little like a little to the left of uh you know Instead of moving the for, moving the series forward with like a dramatic fight sense to it, it kind of moves the story forward with like it's going to turn into more of a slice of life and how do you live as a different gender thing um, okay. while being inside of a sort
1: of mystical world. Yeah, this and is I, more I, of a g- comedic premise than, a, than an action premise
0: yeah but it does have really cool action sequences so I mean like you know take it as you are um i I really think that this is one of the ones though is if you if you like both action and slice of life I think you're gonna have a good time with this um so i I would recommend picking it up if you're more of like a, a shown trash you know maybe try out the first you know couple of chapters and see what you feel about it um, but it's definitely one of those that's kind of a fun pickup um so anyways uh, that's that's what I would say about this and well, you have uh, a I'm terrible close this out with one
1: of the big big series of the moment uh, spoiler alert i'm not a fan <laughs> yeah you have mentioned this to me i have um this is another one of those like uh, golden Kamuy that was being advertised a lot uh when i was watching a lot of Crunchyroll with ads and uh that really seemed like something that would that would catch my attention it's called dr stone Dr. Stone is a story about uh, a mysterious wave of light or energy or something that uh, suddenly and inexplicably washes over the populace, turning all humans into stone statues and maybe some animals, too. I'm not. It's not clear to me. It looks like in the before times, there's there's a little bit of like a. Before the energy wave hits, and after the energy wave hits, section of the first chapter. Before the energy wave hits, they find some stone birds, and so I'm like, oh, this is uh, this is gonna turn you know animals to stone as they get you know larger and larger, and it's gonna start with small animals, and then, and then in the the post turn times, you see like animals wandering around. So maybe those are just experiment birds or something. I don't know because I think one of the the big things of the series is. What was that wave all about? But more importantly and more pressingly, Dr. Stone is going to mostly focus on the people who wake up from being stonified because uh, their uh, your consciousness can return to you and then you can kind of break out of your stone statue and be alive in more or less the same way that you were when you were turned to stone initially. It looks like it kind of leaves some scraggly markings on your face and uh, all your clothes go with it. So you start off naked. But um, basically the main character breaks out of his stone prison after thousands of years, it seems like, or at least hundreds of years. And uh, he finds himself in a, a world overgrown with nature and covered with all these stone people. And some of those stone people have been fucked up because in the Time lapse transition. You see that, like, natural disasters like mudslides and stuff have been occurring and have been breaking some of these statues. So, some people are dead, but uh, he's not. And he starts going around because he had a crush on a girl and he was about to confess to her that he had a crush on her when the wave turned everybody to stone. So, he wants to see if she's still around and if he can wake her up if she is. And in the process, he finds his other friend uh, who is the so the, the main character guy that woke up is like a – he's just a shonen protagonist. He's kind of like a genial dude who's who's just kind of out there. He seems a little shy around the ladies, but otherwise he just seems like a, the kind of guy who's down. And uh, the other dude is the pompous know-it-all asshole who uh, spends all of his time being better than you at everything because he's a smarty-pants. And it uh, turns out he woke up a while ago and has been waiting – for main character dude to wake up too, so that he can help him restore human civilization because uh, he is smart, but he's not strong and main character dude is strong, but not particularly smart. And so their powers combined, they can captain this planet. And so that's what they're going to do. Uh, he also, I think finds evidence that the girl is still alive. She's like trapped in the tree that she was up against when she was turned to stone that now has like grown huge and sort of like, uh, I think it's kind of grown up around her, and so it seems like one of their big goals is going to be to wake her up and and uh, see if she's cool, and um, they're probably going to try to wake other people up and restart society, and things that I know about the series from watching people like Mother's Basement talk about it, it are that the series will eventually become... Kind of edutainment, which I know is sort of like a turn off word, but this is edutainment in the the vein of cells at work that we watched recently where we're like, oh, I feel like I'm learning something, but I'm actually just really having a good time. And in the same way, I get the impression that this show is going to be about finding scientific solutions to create modern inventions and comforts and foods and stuff like that in a Stone Age world. And that is sort of the focus of it is on these characters solving those problems and you get to see that and kind of like you let your imagination uh connect with the way that things are done. And so that I think it's supposed to be a pretty good show as far as like, you know, watching it with your kids or whatever because you can um you you can learn stuff and I don't think it's super violent, but also there is a big strong boy that's going to wake up eventually and challenge them with a might is right philosophy versus a science is right philosophy and so that's going to be a conflict coming up but uh none of that stuff happens in the first chapter it's just uh there was a big stony wave and now they're going to try and rebuild the humanity and i really liked it i, re- I liked it a lot i know spencer you don't like it um and uh i will ask you to speak on that in a moment but for me i found the premise to be utterly fascinating i love mystical mysteries like this and mm. um you know like lost is my favorite show ever <laughs> so that kind of like what is happening we all have to band together to survive and figure it out vibe is really up my alley this has that it seems like it's probably going to be fairly lighthearted given the subject matter and uh i'm really interested to dive more into this now uh yeah. to your counterpoint so uh, here's the thing,
0: and uh, my my last two cents really on it uh, about it is I have not read the manga. Um, I have only watched the anime, and the reason why is and um, yeah. So I I don't know how the pacing is inside of the manga, but in the anime it is bad, um, and it is also not greatly. It's it's drawn it's drawn well, um, but it doesn't seem like you know it's it's really. It doesn't really strike me as, as you know, something that I would really like to watch because it is missing a lot of the things inside of it that I really catch me inside of an anime. And the other thing about it, too, is that I sort of don't like the two main characters. Um, and... The biggest thing about it, the way that they're portrayed inside of the anime, is that one of them is super smart and super cocky, the other one is super dumb and just kind of always impressed by the super cocky guy, Mm -hmm. Um, and that seems to be like everything that happens is by rote inside of the first couple of episodes, and it was... Boring to me to the point where I was just like, I'm not interested enough in the premise to keep on going. Um, and so that's where it kind of lost me.
1: That's so, interesting. I, I could see that. I think uh, you know, as the the person who has not watched the anime has only read the first chapter and then kind of knows about it because of, you know, YouTubers I watch have talked about it. Mm. It seems to me like um I think they're this is true of most anime series and in fact a lot of you know western tv series as well is that the characters are kind of they're kind of tropes with an asterisk and so you know you we talk a lot about like kill when i introduce hunter x hunter i always introduce Killua as the strong silent type because he is and you know exactly what i'm talking about when i say that uh because that's a a well-established trope and Killua fits extremely well inside of that trope So on the one hand, I think there are indications in the first chapter that these characters are going to be interesting because one, it's not, it's not a main character, it's a pair. And so there are interesting opportunities for like um, them bouncing off of each other and having different strategies and conflict and stuff like that. And they're, um, so even if they're kind of like tropey and flat, you know, flatter characters, there could still be interest in just the the different ways that they approach things. But uh they, they do seem to be atypical in certain key ways. Like our, our main character seems a little bit more like a slice of life main character where he's just like sort of humble, unassuming, and a little nervous around, you know, he's a little socially awkward. Whereas like our science boy is the, the very brash because he has like um, confidence that he is, you know, super scientifically knowledgeable, and often can back that up. And I think those are those are interesting places that we don't usually see in Shonen, even though they are largely familiar places. So I don't know. I could see myself as di- as I dive into the series, kind of having what I'm having with Food Wars right now, where I'm just like, it was interesting at first, but now, you know, twenty chapters in, it's been the same thing for twenty chapters, and it's starting to lose interest. Um, so I don't know I could see Dr. Stone going going either way but I'm going to say definitely worth checking out to see how you feel about it because I think the premise is interesting yeah, it's been getting a lot of love it's a, it's a big hit right now so you may find yourself being swept up in that fervor as well
0: mm-hmm.
1: well with all that being said stick with us after this and we'll give you another life lesson Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind podcast network Sound editing is done
0: by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at b and S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com r slash getjumped. Also, we have a
1: Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show.
0: New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear
1: every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening.
2: Hello anime fans! My name is Jeremy and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky. From video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics and more, since 2015 we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews every week. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show is a part of, and if you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to Blake and Spencer, who offer two shows every week covering anime and manga series, both new and old. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe your new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geeks media menu. First, there's Comic Book Keepers, where you can join Lance and Chris as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. If comics aren't really your thing, maybe you're looking to find something exciting out in the Geekosphere, do a little exploring maybe, you can check out John and Ben's Geek Exploration podcast. They cover a variety of topics from video games to the latest Disney announcements, game shows, and more. A real grab bag of geekdom and a fantastic addition to your weekly listening. Maybe you're a Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Roll Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our continued partnership with Blake and Spencer, Get Jumped. See you next time. We'll see you next
1: week, and until then...
0: Maybe just rethink following your teacher into that ominous barn. I mean, like, whatever you're going to find out, it's probably not going to be good. Yeah, sometimes it's just better not to know.